0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and believe it or not, I mean, I can't believe it, today is podcast number 600, which is kind of insane because I started this podcast before podcasts were cool like 10 years ago, Um, and to come up on 600 episodes is something I never thought I would do. Um, I've met amazing people. I've had great interviews. I would love to know from you which was your favorite interview of those 600. Um, But today's interview I think is apropos for the number 600. And it is today we're talking about self-limiting beliefs being an entrepreneur. So I held and still do hold self-limiting beliefs that keep me from getting to maybe the next level, taking the podcast to the next level, my business to the next level, and I'm working on it. Um, But that's why I'm so excited to have on today, my 600th episode, um, a great coach and a great friend who I met through one of our mentors, Selena Sue, and that is Relinda Moore's. So Rolinda is the founder of the Elevate to Thrive Academy. Elevate to Thrive helps vision-driven coaches and experts make more impact and money by elevating their energy stories and sales. Her clients have turned their freelance work into multiple six-figure thriving businesses, changed to a three-day work week while doubling their revenue, and moved to their dream country with their now 100% location-independent online empire. Her signature approach comes down to creating a clear and simplified business strategy and elevating your subconscious beliefs to support your goals. Rolinda lived and worked worldwide and recently found her way back home to a beautiful little castle in a Dutch forest. So today we talk about five myths or limiting beliefs that keep entrepreneurs stuck. And we really bring it uh, bring it home towards the end. So make sure you stay towards the end. And also, Rolinda has a free gift for everyone listening. So be sure to head over to the notes at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com to get your free gift from Merlinda, and she'll talk about that in the podcast. Um, and on a personal note, I just want to thank all of the listeners for listening and supporting the podcast to helping us make it to 600 episodes. And To Relinda, thank you so much for being the perfect guest at the perfect time for number 600. Enjoy, everyone. Hi, Relinda. Welcome to the podcast. I am so happy to have you on as a guest. We've been trying to do this for a while, so I'm really excited. Thanks for coming on.
1: Yes, thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here, finally.
0: Yes, and our connection is we did uh, Selena Sue's Impact Accelerator in 2020, I believe it was, uh, cause it was right during yes. the beginning of the pandemic. And so we spent yeah. nine months together, I think, right? Was it nine months, six months, nine months? It was a long time. So it was really a, yeah. this wonderful group of women led by Selena and her team. And uh, Relinda was one of those wonderful women. And I'm really excited to have you here now. And we are going to talk about some limiting beliefs that we may have as entrepreneurs that keep us stuck, that don't allow us to move forward. But before we get to those nuggets, Mm -hmm. let's talk about how you came to realize that business success was highly dependent on the inner work we're willing to do. So I'll kick it over to you.
1: Mm -hmm yeah great okay so a little bit of my background I I studied dance and theater so I actually worked as a choreographer as a dancer for like 17 years and I had my own dance company Um, and, um, and I thought that that was going to be what I would be doing my whole life until things just changed and I ended up going for a holiday to Bali and in that holiday a lot changed and a lot happened long story short I decided to quit my dance company and I decided that I wanted to start more of a business of my own and an online business and um, I ended up staying in Bali so I got a little job there in 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 a local yoga school teaching yoga and teaching contemporary dance making very little money because that was in rupees and um, you need a lot of rupees uh, to go around. So I, I could just maintain my living there. I was living on my savings and what I was making there. And in the meantime, I was learning more about business because even though when I look back, I was an entrepreneur before that, I really didn't um, know that in a way. I was just artistic. That was my focus. So I was learning about entrepreneurship, about online business. I found out how to do things. I learned all the techniques, started to create online courses, did all the things, but it didn't really take off. Um, And in that time on Bali, I took a course on limiting beliefs. It was specifically on that topic. And in that course, I at one point said to the teacher, listen, I need to really take a break because I'm working with a business coach and I need to write my about page and I need to write all these things. And I have been working on it for days and days and days, and I don't seem to get it and I need to spend time. And she said, that's okay. You can take the afternoon off, but why don't we look at the beliefs that are in the way of you just writing that? And she tested beliefs. And I remember there were beliefs like, I am a leader. I'm an expert. um, I um, I know who I am. I know what I want to do, things like that. And some of those beliefs, and I say tested, I actually have to explain that. Um, we test that, that with muscle testing, with a kinesiology technique. And she did that and they were like testing as a no. So we worked on the beliefs and right after I said, okay, I'm going to sit down and write this about page. And I just wrote it um i got it out and that felt really good showed it to my business coach and about like 2 weeks later i started to make so much more money i literally made $15,000 in 2 weeks which was totally surreal for me um and from then on just something clicked in my head i was uh, okay i needed to shift certain beliefs to have a breakthrough in a way to put myself out there and actually run a business and make money in a healthy um, and empowering way. And what were the
0: beliefs that were holding you back? What did you have to step over?
1: Yeah, I mean, very honestly, a big belief that I found that I didn't know wasn't and because these beliefs live in your subconscious. So they often feel very... Mm, big and dramatic, I would say, um, but there was a belief that I found that was I, I'm a failure, which was also related to me as because in the Netherlands I was having a good career as a choreographer. My dance company, against all odds, was touring in the Netherlands and uh, and even abroad, and I was quitting that. But I felt I'm a failure. I'm like a failure if I do that because I didn't become this artist or. I'm going to always feel at this business thing, I can never make so much money. So that were the kind of beliefs that I was mainly battling. Um, and, um, and that and that felt deep, that felt really painful. It was very confronting to look at that and to, to see that. So we did all the work around it, we'll get to that a little bit, um, maybe later on, but there's just events in life that create those beliefs. So all of that came up and I had to work through pretty emotional things to to really let them go and have the change happen because those beliefs changed.
0: Yeah. And now let's talk about those limiting beliefs. So there are a lot of myths kind of swirling around uh, about some limiting beliefs that might keep us stuck. So why don't we dive in I think there's 5. I'm sure there's 50 if there's 5, right? Um, yeah. but we'll take maybe some common ones. So let's uh, let's talk about number 1.
1: Go yeah. Ahead. So one is that a belief is just a thought that you keep thinking. And I don't I don't agree with that. It's it's not a thought that is on, on repeat because very often we don't even know what are those beliefs. We think, no, I, I think I'm good enough. I think I'm, I'm good enough the way I am, right? And then when you look at the subconscious mind, it might not actually deep down believe that. Or I've worked with people, even really successful business people that make millions. And, um, and they have built so much success in their life. And they've worked through that. And they have you know, the cars and the house and they have the success and we worked and we found beliefs around confidence. Like, again, like the kind of I'm not good enough beliefs. or And and what so what seemed is that you can have this external reality of really success and being confident and being all the things. But then the belief doesn't have to support that. And then it even seems that this belief of I'm not successful or I'm not confident or I'm not good enough actually became a motivator a drive to always work harder to always do better so it becomes it's not a reason for the for the subconscious mind to not let go of that belief it's like hey we get a lot out of that
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah especially if it becomes a driving force you think well this is a good thing that i think or believe this because it's driving me to where i am now and then so then the question is Is it harmful to get rid of that belief or what would happen if, if that belief were to change, if that's your motivating factor?
1: Yeah. When I work with, with my people, like in the method that I use, we literally tell the brain, um, and we, we will look for like, what are those benefits benefiting factors that came from that limiting belief? What are the good things? And often, yes, motivation or I'm connected, you know, other people like me. If I don't, if I'm not too so successful, I play a little small. I'm really liked and loved. Um, and um, and those are good things. And it's good to be connected to other people and, and to be humble, even if you want that. But you don't need the limiting belief for that. I and mean, we will literally tell the brain, you can be successful and still be liked and loved and still be a really good person and you know you can have all those good things I'm thinking of of a woman I work with that is a really clear example she had this limit of she had her own business and she was making about five thousand dollars a month and she really felt like a limit there like really like every time I go above that I get really uncomfortable I do something to have it be way less the next month. She would even sometimes get physically sick. And I said, okay, let's look at the belief. And what turned out is that in her life, in many different ways, she had learned that it's really that you become a bad person if you make a lot of money. And she had worked before that for oil and gas companies and had stopped that because she felt my values just don't align with that. Um, But it was over and over in her life, it was Reinforced that you can only make a if you make a lot of money, you're a bad person. And when we could switch that, I remember so well that she switched it and she said, "Oh, I want what I really want to believe is that money can be a force for good, and that if I make lots of money, I can make a beautiful, positive impact in the world." And she literally, we did that session, and literally the next month, she started making three times more, four times more, um, just because she could now do that in a way that was still in line with, with her values, really.
0: Yeah. And that's a deep, that's a deep one to get over.
1: It was really deep. And then you also see it already. The parents had, you know, always taught her things like that. And then you just see how the whole family and of course the whole society would, would teach things around that. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So that's a big that's a big myth. What yeah. what's myth number two?
1: So myth number two is that you can just replace the belief with a simple thought. So you just decide, um, I don't feel good enough, or uh, rich people are evil. Like which can be literally a belief, or if I'm rich, I'm 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 bad, or anything like that. And then you see it, and you just change it. Sometimes that might be the way and that is great, but it really isn't always. And that is because there's different reasons, as we just talked about, this idea of like, hey, it's actually served me, um, that the subconscious holds on to it. I speak about four reasons, which one reason is the gifts, as we just said, like the good things that came out of the limiting beliefs is the fear of the positive belief. I have so much money that no, I will lose all my friends because we will get a too big a difference, for example. Um, and then there is um, people and places, which is people that taught you that. So for example, my father taught me that. And I'm part of the family, as we just said, because he believes that. So I want to believe the same. And then there's emotions, which has to do with forgiveness, letting go of anger and letting go of resentment or regret
0: right? So you just can't say a positive thing every day and poof, the belief is expunged.
1: No. Yeah. As I said, it's really great because sometimes, yes, sometimes that works, but if something is a bit deeper, um, it's really good to do some deeper work around Mm -hmm. it. And that is yeah, what I hate if people feel bad because of that they're like oh i just did all my affirmations and i know this and still i don't do this and I almost get angry with themselves i'm i'm like let's get really kind with ourselves because it's nothing but your subconscious mind actually wanting to protect you and thinking hey this belief we've had this for a long time we want to keep it yeah
0: right right okay that makes a lot of sense okay what's myth number three
1: Myth number three. That would be another um, side of the coin is that you can't change them. So some people think this is just the way you are. People don't change in the core as they are. This is how it is. Or, and that is well not true either. You can definitely change them. You can change them on a deep subconscious level, and um, and then it will be you will almost forget it. Like I get clients and like, Oh yeah, I forgot that I felt that way. Or mm. normally I would get really nervous if I would get on stage and speak in front of people. And this time I just didn't even feel anything because we shifted to belief that was causing that nervousness, for example.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people, even as they get older, say, you know, I've, I've been around for 50 years. You're not going to change my beliefs. That's part of who I am right? So that must be challenging to work with someone like that. So how do you approach a person that may come to you and say, well, this is me. Can't change it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of all, I would talk about the fact that a lot of the beliefs that we have appear to be the truth and that this might be one of them. Um, So I would challenge that and I would see if I could get an opening in and what if we could we could change in um right now and 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 then it might take time to really embody it and to really integrate it in your life but what if that would be possible
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and then it gets people thinking well i mean well, what if it did happen, then what would the outcome of that be? What would my life look like if I was able to to change some of these beliefs that I think are impossible
1: to change? Yeah, exactly. I would also explain that, and this makes it quite concrete, I think that we have, you know, you have all the outer circumstances in life, the things that we experience, and then sometimes we feel, Powerless over those circumstances. Yet the moment that you become empowered is when you think, okay, this is the circumstance. I don't know. What would be a good example? Something that we're not happy with.
0: You're launching an online course. You've launched it. It's been a couple of months and it's crickets. No one's coming. So it must mean, oh, well, just as I thought, it's not good enough. No one's coming.
1: Exactly. Okay. Great example. So we have that circumstance not selling anything you did a whole launch did all the work and it didn't work so now if your thought is exactly that must mean it's not good enough this is not gonna work then you can ask yourself okay I have that thought about the circumstance I have that thought what kind of what emotion does that create so if I think you see it's not good enough I'm gonna feel a little the sad and tired I think and not so motivated to start over again then if I have that emotion what kind of actions do I take maybe I quit it once I, you know I won't do it again it's just like that I tried that this didn't work um, and then I will have that result it, it will never come so this is how we and that is also how it works is like all the time those belief gets um, confirmed in life That's how it works. So now when you change the thoughts and you think, hmm, interesting with curiosity, it didn't work this time. I am totally convinced that it can work. What can I change? Now you will have a different emotion, be motivated, you'll be curious. Maybe you'll ask a mentor, you'll hire a coach. I don't know what you'll do to, to figure that out. You take different actions, you launch it again this time it sells out. Yay. And then you have a different result and then the belief will really be shifted. So this makes it, I think, pretty concrete in how those beliefs shape our reality and how we actually have so much more power over our circumstances, no matter what happens, because we have power over what we think about it. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I love that. Um, and it, it's like, instead of looking at it as a complete failure, perhaps it's an opportunity to go a little deeper, to do a little investigating and to put it out again.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, if we go even a little deeper into that, for example, when I had my belief, I'm a failure. And, some, and I had actually a course that I sold it only to one person and this person within a two weeks time asked for a refund. So imagine having that belief was, oh, it was so sh- ashamed. You see, I'm a failure. So triggering that, but having the understanding and then shifting that belief was so powerful, not only for the business side, but in so many other areas of my life. So I now always say never waste a good trigger. If something like that happens, yay, that's amazing. We can find a belief, we can shift it. And that's actually good news. Wow.
0: Thanks for sharing that. Um, What about myth number four?
1: Myth number four um, is that if you have um, but yeah, we we talked a little bit about that, but that it takes a lifetime to change them. That if you've, I've heard this often, well, if you had something for 30 years, you will take 30 years to to get rid of it. Um, if you do, and and I really believe in going into that deep subconscious work, because the conscious mind, of course, it does a lot, but the subconscious drives a lot of the behavior and results in the end, then you can actually change it in in a single session or in a in a moment and then of course as I said it takes time to integrate it but they are yeah you can shift the belief in in a moment what has taken a lifetime to build yeah
0: right and I think that's important because a lot of people may think well, I don't have time to do this kind of work because it's going to take months and months and months, years and years or a lifetime. I don't have the
1: time. Yeah, um, that that would be... It depends on how... So I, as I think about it right now is that it really saves me a lot of time because instead of trying to change the outer reality... I'm going to get to the core, shift the belief, and then the outer reality on so many areas will change. So I think that um, that that would be also my answer to that. And yes, indeed, it doesn't have to take, you don't have to be in, talk about it in therapy for a long, long time. You can actually find it. Another modality that works with this is, is EMDR. Um, it has a similar approach and, um. um yeah, I think it's very, very effective in a in a short amount of time.
0: Yeah, because you know people these days. I mean, we can't even sit through, you know, an entire movie sometimes. going onto your phone or being distracted by a million things, and now you want to just short TikToks or short reels are all like it seems our brain is primed to, uh, to have the attention span for. Do you know what I mean? So it's like yeah. if, if it's gonna take a week, a month, years, whatever, people will throw up their hands and say, oh, forget it.
1: Yeah. Yes. And that I mean, in a way, I, I think in a way that is a way for the brain to avoid the possible confronting things that this might bring up so there is this feeling of i know this might bring up things from my childhood or things that i find really painful and i i believe that that thought of like i don't have time for that is actually a resistance to to something that might not because part of the work is in the moment maybe uncomfortable Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it's your brain
0: saving you that discomfort and, and protecting you essentially. That's what the, I mean, our brains protect us. Right. And so if, if the brain feels like, Ooh, this is gonna, mm -mm, no, I don't want to do this. It's going to be too uncomfortable. I'm going to protect you. We're not going to do it at all. If we compare it to like the physical body, like if, if you, you were on a ledge and it was a 10-foot drop, your brain would be like, Nope, because you're gonna probably hurt yourself if you go down and jump off this 10-foot drop. Instead, why don't we take the long way around and use the stairs to yes. save to save ourselves? Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of the same thing. It's like the brain is just protecting you from what could be something that's uncomfortable that is gonna make you do something you don't want to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, what is myth number five? I feel like this is a big one.
1: Myth number five is that the ones from your family that you can't change it. So this is a big one, and um, it there are studies on that believes genetically or trauma genetically gets passed on, right? Mm-hmm. So there is, and the experience is, I just, I've grown, this is who I am. We, my, my whole family lives this way. It's important for me to protect that. And um, I understand. And really, you know, sometimes when you change a certain belief or attitudes towards something, it might be that people are confused for a moment or that it changes your dynamics with your parents or with your family or with your loved ones and um, that fear again is underneath that as well it is the most beautiful and empowering thing i think to to realize that you can write your own story that's how i think about it that the family line comes with a certain story but if you are feeling a desire to change that story in some way that you actually can and very often it actually changes the dynamic also for the better very often it releases or unleashes things in the family that are actually really healing not only for you but also so um, for the people around you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So again, things can change. Beliefs can change. So I am going to recap myths one through five. You'll let me know if I don't get them right. So myth one is their thoughts just stuck on repeat. Myth number two, uh, you just replace them with more positive thoughts. Myth number three, can't change them. Hardwired. Sorry, I'm too old to change. Can't. What What is it? You can't teach an old dog new tricks, right? Exactly. Myth number four, they take a lifetime to change. And myth number five, the ones from your family can't change. So all those are myths. So I think we've busted all of them. Now, a lot of people may think, oh boy, subconscious mind, the brain, this all sounds a little too out there for me. So what would you say to folks who are resistant to go there because they think it's a little too out there?
1: Yeah. Um, I would actually ask, like imagine that you would see that as a belief, first of all, so that you would say, okay, I can for a moment just play an experiment and the things that I see as truths in my life, let me see it as, okay, that's really the rooted belief that I have right now. And then play around with what if you would say, yes, I'm going to completely subscribe to that idea. I'm going to think that limiting beliefs can be changed in a subconscious in one session, just like Rolinda just said, like, what could possibly be bad about that? How could that be a bad thing? And that would actually be fierce around that whole idea. Now, maybe when you've determined that why not give it a try? Like why, you don't have to completely believe that it works that way, but but why not give yourself the benefits, you know, give this whole idea the benefit of the doubt and just say like, you know what? I can experiment with it. I can just give it a go. And when a belief comes up or when something comes up in your life that doesn't go the way that you want it or you have something that really triggers you in some way, why not write down what you think the thoughts and the beliefs are that underneath that? Remember that idea of we have the circumstance, the outer reality, and then we have the thoughts that creates a feeling, the feeling creates an action and the action creates a result. So what if you would slightly change your thought around it and just give yourself that that play of, okay, what would what would that actually do to me?
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. Can you say that again? Um, so you start with the external and then it goes to your thoughts. Go ahead. You complete it. Cause I thought that was really great.
1: Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's the external is a circumstance, the reality and the bank account that doesn't have enough money, okay. the arm that hurts, the, I don't know, the, I don't know, boyfriend who is not calling, like, I don't care, like, whatever that is, the business, as we said, the the, the course that isn't filling. And then the thinking, okay, that's the circumstance. Now, what is my thought about it? And this is such a great first thing to do, to become aware of the thought about it. You know, that these thoughts go so fast because you've practiced that a lot. So these wires in, like, how that is wired in the brain that is just happening so fast that you might perceive them as the truth, but slow down and just write down this is the thought. The thought creates a feeling or an emotion. And that emotion creates an action. So, as we just said, if I feel a little disappointed and powerless, I might not take action or I'll stop my business at all, my, my online course thing at all. And that action creates a result. So here's where you can see that the belief, the thoughts in the end created a result, not the circumstance.
0: I love it. I think that's great. And what a fantastic takeaway. I was going to ask, okay, what do you really want the listeners to take away? And I have to tell you, I think you beat me to the punch because that's great. And it also shows, like we say in the physical therapy world, I work with a lot of people with chronic pain, that the brain has plasticity. The brain can change. Yes, And it's not just in the physical. So what you're saying is you have these circumstances. Here's your initial thought about it. If we can change that thought, perhaps the emotion connected to that, which we sort of comes out of that amygdala area of the brain, that can be changed. That can be altered because the brain is plastic and it can change. And I think that's such a great way to button up this conversation. I love it. I'm going to think about that now. Every time something happens, I'm going to have a thought and be like, okay, wait a second, slow it down. What if I thought about it differently? I may have a different feeling, but then most importantly, your action will be different. So instead of saying my course didn't sell, I'm going to curl up in a ball on my bed and never leave. Instead, it's my course didn't sell. Okay, let me that could be an opportunity for me to go in and and look at it, maybe jigger things up and see if I can can change things to make it a little bit more appealing. So then your action would be way different. So instead of curling up in a ball, it's let's edit this course, which are two very different things.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's it. I love that. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I love it. I think that's awesome. Now, where can people find you if they want to learn more about you they want to work with you go ahead
1: great okay so you can find me on all the socials you can find my website which is relindamorse.com if you're listening maybe not so easy to spell that one i do have a little mini course on how to shift any limiting belief um and i made a tiny url just to make things easy um and that would be tinyurl.com slash shift any limiting belief altogether. So a little sentence. That one um, I think is a great one to have. It has a couple of videos and some PDFs where all of the things that we just talked about get explained a little bit more in depth and just give you a simple process to do it or try it out for yourself.
0: Awesome. And we'll have all of the links at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com so that you can go on and click and take, uh, take this limiting, uh, shift any limiting belief course. So yes. we will have yeah. uh, all of the and and links to all of your social media and everything else as well. Um, now, before we go, the last question, which is one I ask everyone, and that's knowing where you are now in your life and in your career, what advice would you give to your younger self?
1: Yes. So I would really tell my long, younger self to be more trusting of the things that I felt that I wanted I've been always doing things I would say kind of against the status quo um I've even had a teacher one who said you always have to make the impossible possible and now I would be like okay trust yourself in that it's gonna turn out okay and even if somebody else doesn't believe it or doesn't see it if you have the vision or the idea or the feeling or the impulse uh, that is the thing to follow so that is what I would say.
0: I think that is wonderful advice for your younger self and for all of our listeners listening today. Uh, so Rolinda, thank you so much for coming on, sharing all this info. And again, everyone will have all of Relinda's information at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. So Rolinda, thank you so much for coming on the
1: podcast. Thank you, Karen. Really lovely to be here. And everyone,
0: thanks so much for listening. Have a great couple of days and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart.